Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. There's something that's been troubling us South Africans recently. We've been seeing it in the headlines. We've been seeing it. We've, uh, the, the, the whole country... Um, followed the Morty brothers. Then we had that young little girl, 11-year-old, snatched away from the school. Then we've seen a businessman uh, turn up that he passed away. He was found in the dam. And now we've seen uh, just this week another businessman uh, being kidnapped. Uh, a disturbing video of Yasin Biku being snatched away by four individuals. Now we're asking, uh, what is happening as far as this concerned? And it led me to something else. It led me to something else because on social media you see everybody posting pictures of the kids. Uh, but I thought, uh, let's ask the professionals and uh, we're going to be uh, speaking to to none other than Mike Ball, he's a specialist investigator. Mike, good afternoon and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for the uh, um, chance. I'm glad to help. Definitely, Mike. Uh, I think a very interesting times and scary times we are here in South Africa. We've been hearing of kidnappings. Sometimes the outcome is good. We heard the Morty brothers uh, found. We heard of this 11-year-old girl found last week. Uh, sometimes not so good. We heard of passing of a Lanesia businessman who was kidnapped. And also in the week, another businessman uh, kidnapped four people, taking him to, into the car. And, you know, by force, we've seen the fight. It was quite a disturbing video. Now, Mike... In South Africa, this is, this is a new trend. This is a new thing that's happening over the past few years, and it's starting to gain momentum. Where, 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 when did this trend start, or, or, or what's, what's the purpose of this trend? Uh, you are very right. It's the last couple of years. There's not a definite, definite uh, date you can say, but uh, crimes in South Africa uh, works on a basis of uh, when something works, when the criminal work. Uh, then um, uh, and get away with it. They will uh, cr- crime begets crime. In other words, if if you're successful as a criminal organisation or a criminal in, in individual, and you can do it and can get away with it, you will do it again. And those that knows you will follow in in their steps. Mm-hmm. So kidnapping has escalated immensely. I just want to add to one or two things that you have said. We must not think that there's only four kidnappings or five or a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, kidnappings has escalated with about 60% in the last year. And uh, if I would um, uh, choose a year, I would say serious kidnapping started about 10 years ago. But then it was isolated incidences, and then it escalated. Kidnappings is also happening by uh, or done by South African criminals, but also transatlantic with syndicates overseas. You get several levels of kidnappings. You get the very, very high-profile kidnappings, which is targeting um, extreme, extremely wealthy uh, businessmen, and it's all always about money. And then there's uh, mid-level uh, kidnappings, which you'll probably never hear of. So uh, s- saying that, I mean that there's a lot of kidnappings that are not reported because mm-hmm. it's sorted very quickly. So they'll take a, a guy and they'll drive him to a ATM and take all his money. That's kidnapping. 
an extortion. Or they will, uh, if somebody owes drug money, they will hold this person ransom and call the family. They kidnap that child or member, and then the family must drive out and pay that money. Kidnapping also uh, is when you are supposed to bring your children back after a weekend away in a divorce situation, and you don't do it. Then the family member, <clears throat> the parent, can then open a case of kidnapping. So there are many, many facets. But the one that has uh, uh, taken our attention lately is the high-profile kidnappings of the Moti uh, boys. That is a first. That doesn't always happen. And it happens very, very seldom. You know, if, if one kid is taken, you, you would think to yourself, it's it's so horrific. But four children, I mean, this this pulled the whole world in. The whole world knew of this. It immediately became a very serious story. Everybody in South Africa joined in uh, with prayers and, and, and um, any form of assistance. A lot of private investigators all offered to assist. The police went full out. They did everything they could. But this, this syndicate uh, that did this kidnapping has done this kind of kidnappings many a times before. They're extremely professional criminals, and they left no evidence behind. So I want to say on that point, there is no blame towards the police. There was no forensic evidence left behind, nothing. No footage, no DNA, nothing whatsoever. Hmm. And then afterwards, we can later, if there's time, we can explain what has happened when the kids were returned. And then I just want to say that... um, Kidnappings will escalate, and we um, appreciate that the police has taken it so seriously that they have uh, created the special task force, and I'm elated about that, and I compliment them and support them fully, and I know other private investigators and other authorities as well, and they are doing their utmost to identify crime, uh, the specific crime kidnapping, to evaluate it thoroughly, to solve it, and also to eradicate it and prevent it. Those are the five points that are of extreme importance in this kind of crime. And if it's not dealt with in that manner, you cannot prevent it because crime begets crime. Mm-hmm. And if the kidnappers do this, can do this, can get away with it, and is not punished or caught, then you can think for yourself, as previously explained, the other criminals, and this is a crime-ridden country. This is not only about kidnappings, it's about all crime. It will escalate, they'll do it because they can and can get away with it. I think that's the thing, because when we uh, when we think about criminals kidnapping people, we take it for granted that it could be so well orchestrated. It's much more uh, properly orchestrated these days than we would imagine a few years ago. Yes. And I'm, I'm, cru- I'm curious, very curious, you piqued my interest uh, to know how the Morty case turned out, how, uh, what happened after that. Well, let me just answer or add to what you have said. Um, the, the listeners must understand the following. These high-profile kidnappings get planned a year before, six months before. They have all the information on the day they act. They have planned it carefully. They leave no evidence behind. They will know exactly how much money they're going to get, how much is in the bank, who, where's mom, dad, where's the rest of the family worker, where's the um, servants, where's everybody in that family, friends, family members. They will know absolutely everything. They would have then by then also infiltrated if they need inside information, and they might have infiltrated the security guard or even a policeman. These guys don't play. They've got the money 
because of previous kidnappings, and they deal in the multi of millions of rands. We're not talking about five or six million here. We're talking about 100 to 500 million uh, rands. And then they many a times want it in, in dollars, and they want the monies overseas. They would also have already uh, uh, have everything in place for the money and where it should go and how it will immediately go through many institutions all over the world and then coming clean out on the other side. And they work from Dubai to Hong Kong. They use the whole of Europe and everywhere. So they don't play when they do this. And they, they do not intend to harm, but they also know exactly what to say to the family and how to warn and threaten and intimidate them. Because here and there, you would hear of kidnappings that turns out very badly, like Zane Khan, and they will rely on that information that everybody would think that all kidnappers are the same. But they are not. They would prefer to bring the person, the businessman, or like in this institution, the kids, uh, so this case, the kids back unarmed. All they want is the money. And it's our opinion that they have been paid. So the play out on the Khan case is disappointing. I've explained it on many TV stations and other radio stations and in the media that there is other avenues if you um, do not trust the police. But you don't just skip the country and take an interdict out against the police. I fully and wholly support the police, but only those who really want to protect and serve. And that is not corrupt. We know there's a lot of corruption, but the family should have identified policemen they trust. They could have worked through doctors, lawyers, uh, through us, through other private investigators or whomever and then has, have a group to assist them in order to extract the maximum information from the children. However, my opinion is that the kids were kept uh, with a cloak over their heads, maybe not even together or separately. They would never see the kidnappers. As I've said, they don't make these mistakes. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't know where they were taken. They were fed well. They were looked after. They, I don't think they were traumatized or uh, um, uh, hurt in any way. And I think after, in my my opinion, and take note, please, what I say. It's my opinion. After they've received what they've wanted, the kids were dropped with also no evidence left behind. However, once the kids were dropped, it was supposed to be a highly specialized police unit that take the kids in to get the crime kits of each each child. It's very important to take, take the crime kit. That means you completely take all DNA of the children in order to use that later if necessary. Um, also, the area where they were dropped should be and would have been then very, very seriously investigated. Check for CC camera footage, witnesses, vehicle descriptions, etc., etc. I can carry on and on, but a very serious investigation should have been done the day the children were returned. If that wasn't done, this case is bungled. But be that as it may, once uh, that has been done or not done, the kids should have been uh, in liaison with highly qualified, specialized police that can win their trust and uh, deal with the trauma as well as doctors and psychiatrists. And once the kids are fully out of the trauma and the trust has been built, they could give the statements to the police and then the family could have said, listen, we are too well known in this country. My kids can't go anywhere. They were plastered on every telephone pole and every newspaper and every radio and TV station. We're going to leave. And then you leave. So I have that against them. And I, if they are listening to this, and I've said it on all the TV stations, they should reconsider and give their full cooperation. Because if we do not solve this crime, what does it say once again? 
The crime will only stop when there is a serious punishment and serious successes on these kinds of crimes. Otherwise, it will escalate. So that's my concern, and that those avenues weren't followed. And I heard uh, Minister Becky Taylor said that he will give them a chance to reconsider. But if they don't, then uh, drastic steps will be taken against them. Definitely. Well, I have to agree with you 100% on that. But obviously, uh, you know, a lot of things you mentioned didn't even cross my mind. But I, I, I guess that's why you do what you do. Now, Mike, uh, just moving away, and this is something I found quite interesting, and I spoke about it uh, yesterday. We've seen many parents taking their kids to school, many pictures coming up on social media, and I, it just it just wasn't sitting well with me. Parents taking pictures of their school, uh, kids at the school, uh, putting it up on social media, this gives uh, potential kidnappers access to the parents' names, access to the kids' names, access to the kids' identities. Bad idea, wasn't it? It's a very bad idea. Let me tell you the, the following, and I hope it shocks the country, and, and I don't care if they're upset with me. You, you out there that so like to use your phone and take snapshots of everything and send it around and show your bling and your Kardashian uh, jewelry and your expensive car and your beautiful family. Those days are over. If you lose your phone, the enemy has everything. The criminal has everything. Stop constantly posting things. We call it in Afrikaans, skinner and kakprat. In English, it would be you chit-chat shit constantly. And you are exposing yourself. Every time you put all these beautiful photos of everything you have, your beautiful cars, your holiday homes, your car registrations on it, and you keep all your banking details and your gate motor uh, pin codes and your girlfriend's details, your boyfriend's details, everything about your husband's business, what you own and what you have spent and what you're buying, all that information is there and it's actually there forever. So people need to really sit down, take a couple of hours and really study the smartphone and see how dangerous it is. And secondly, they should totally move back to the day of sending a pigeon or sending a person or do direct communications by just sending whatever necessary only and call and call direct and clean their phones at night. night. So much so that if that person loses that phone, either when it falls in the water or it's stolen, that you, you, you don't get a heart, ache, a heart attack. You can at least just say, listen, I've actually lost nothing because I've got my information, everything stored anywhere and safe. But I have been preaching this gospel since day one about the the serious dangers of cybercrime and social media. It is absolutely out of hand, and neither Facebook or any of these platforms is considering this seriously, in my opinion. And you can now get nowadays get the worst of the worst uh, videos on on Facebook uh, that upsets people, uh, murders, um, animal cruelty, and porno. It is unbelievable if 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 we take a phone on a crime scene, we have everything of the crime scene. And I always choose the phone because I know people are unfortunately that stupid to keep everything on their phones. So if I enter a, a crime scene and there's a lot of stuff lying on the floor and evidence and blood and hair and documents and everything, and I say to me, Mike, choose one element, I'll take the cell phone. So let me warn you, public, be careful. Do not do anything on your phone because it can easily be uh, hacked. It can easily be, be sto stolen. And cybercrime is the real future. It's the real danger. It's not being used for good anymore. It's being used for evil.
Definitely. I have to agree with you. I, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. And we were pushing this quite a lot yesterday. And I'm glad, Mike, uh, that you mentioned this. It is a serious thing and uh, really is something for our parents to look out for. Mike, uh, we say uh, thank you so much for joining us. Very important information needed to be put out there. And I think uh, the right guy we came to to give us uh, that information. Mike, once again, uh, we say thank you for speaking to us. And, uh, the, and, and uh, we'll probably be hearing from you again, hopefully uh, on a better note of people being found or, or a better yeah. circumstance. But Mike, once again, we say thank you for speaking to us. Thanks. We, uh, uh, we ask God to bless you all in South Africa with uh, health and wealth, safety, prosperity, a bright future with wisdom, insight and discernment. And we ask that God will be gracious and merciful unto us. And thank you for the opportunity once again. And God bless you richly. I mean, thank you. Uh, you Amen. too. And uh, that was Mike Bollhays, a specialist investigator. And I think quite a serious thing. We've seen parents uploading photos, uploading photos of their children, basically advertising their kids. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah.